drop that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rose. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. You Can't Make This Up podcast number 34, brother. 34, man. We what? Ray Allen game six. We, <laughs> we Charles Barkley in right now. Okay. Yeah, man. That's, that's numbers. Yeah, man. So keep the grind going. Absolutely, man. That's uh, consistency, man. And I uh, got to thank you for the uh, apple fritter, brother. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like 19 degrees outside, man. I went and got oh, us some hot goodness. chocolate, you know. Man, had listen. to make this feel like at least a little Sunday brunch, if nothing else. Hey, man, I appreciate <laughs> it, man. I, that's one of the things people don't understand about growing up in the Midwest, especially Ohio, man, because Friday it was 75 degrees. Yeah. And even on Thursday, it was like 72 degrees. Exactly. I went and hit golf balls Thursday, like, just in case. This yeah. might be the last one. Yeah, so, like, I had, like, a, a sinus attack uh, on Thursday because it got warm. And it was cooler. And then come Saturday, hoodie season. Yeah. <laughs> I went outside. I was like, yo, I'm going to get a fuck a jacket. I'm going to get a coat. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah, we had ran to the store Saturday morning. I saw this old lady. She was probably at least in her 60s walking in with a jacket, some sweatpants, and some flip-flops. Like, like the thong <laughs> flip-flops. I'm like, you know, that was yesterday. Like, don't. It wasn't going to be two days in a row, not well, in November. You, come on. You know the answer to that. <laughs> Definitely a white lady. You might be able to answer this. <laughs> At least half white. How come white folks do that, man? Man. Like they rebel against it being cold. Yeah. Just accept that it's cold and put a coat on. The one thing that I do, I ain't going to lie, that probably is my white side. I, I put on a hoodie with some shorts and, and some gym shoes and run to the store real quick. You know, like running it out, but... They be out there, toes out, t-shirts, like, yeah, they act like they don't get cold. Yeah, man. I was uh, at the gas station on Saturday filling up one of the station vehicles. Them boys take a lot of gas, man. So pumping, I jump back in the truck. I'm like, yo, it's warmer in here. <laughs> White dude out there, t-shirt, shorts, and a scarlet. <laughs> All right, okay, my mom's a nurse. I understand that most of your heat comes out of your head. And he's, and he's just out there cold with a cigarette, like, <laughs> bruh. I'm like, yo. It's like, man, it's freezing out here. I'm like, look what you have on. Of course right, you're cold. Right. Cats be showing up in that Sunday game where like, they go on to the, you know, to the game to be that guy in the cold with the mm-hmm. letters on their chest. Like, no, man, it's, it's time to put on some clothes. Speaking of that, man, my godson, he won his uh, fifth grade Super Bowl last week. Shouts out little little powers. Yeah, I heard he had the game winner. Yeah, game winner. Game winner. Super Bowl game winner. Super he out here Bowl on his butler, winner. huh? Yeah, man. Out here on his I got he's such a such a reserved guy. Such a he don't get excited for nothing. Like he's just so chill all the time. I'm like, dude, you just won the Super Bowl, man. Like, I know. And just smiling, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, no, dude, you just won the Super Bowl. What position he play? Everything. 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 Uh, hybrid. 
everything. <laughs> Quarterback, receiver, running back. That's how it's supposed to be safety. when you eight, nine, ten, whatever, Man. you know. And him and his little homies, they definitely pulled a, a good game out versus Springfield. But it was this guy out there at a peewee football game. Wife beater and jeans on. So after the, you know, mm. it's a good game. Like it was like the final score ended up being like 13 to 7. So it was a competitive game. And normally they just steamroll the team. Right. So he was hyped. But then we waiting on the ceremony to get the trophy presentation. Then we wait on the team to congratulate the team afterwards. By the time all that hypeness died down, he was out there, <laughs> hands in his pocket, shivering. We just looking at him like, mm, hope it was worth it, buddy. Right. Hope it was worth it. Well, Swig out there? Yeah, I seen him. I didn't get yeah. a chance to talk to him, but I seen him. Yeah, shout out to know. the homie DJ Swig. Yeah, man. man, he celebrated a birthday over the weekend. Yeah, that's my too, guy. Man. I know he heavy in the Springfield, mm-hmm. Pee Wee Leagues and all that. So. I ain't know what uh, team he was coaching, so I ain't want to. I ain't want to put it out there like, yeah, you know, my little my little godson, that yeah, the little beast. That, yeah, that's 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 my godson, right? You know? But I wanted to rap with you about posse talk. Mm, yeah, man. Phil Jackson about versus LeBron. Yeah, man. Posse talk. Yeah. How'd you feel about Phil's comments and then LeBron's reaction? The the one thing I did not like about Phil's comments is what pretty much what LeBron said on the fact of. And this would have been some young white man that done came up on, you know, someone's athletic ability and put together some real businesses and doing some real things. It wouldn't have been looked at as, quote unquote, posse. Mm-hmm. But when you young and black got some money and these people ain't doing like T-shirts at the gas station, they, you know, they ones are heavy into so I believe you sold some deals to like Time Warner, mm-hmm. like some media, some huge media deals. And the other one is a agent. Mm-hmm. Definitely done got a Ben Simmons, so mm-hmm. he he has clients, not just LeBron. So these Tristan cats is Thompson, re- yeah, Jr. Smith. Cats is really doing, you know, that one percent work, making good money, you know, and and for him to kind of just throw it on. And then the backstory that I you know researched. They was talking about a Wednesday before Thanksgiving when the uh, Heat was playing the Cavs, had Thanksgiving Thursday, they were playing Toronto Friday. Mm-hmm. So they was going to spend Thanksgiving in Toronto Hotel Conference Room. LeBron had invited the whole entire staff and team to come spend it in his house in Akron Thursday. Right. We'll spend it here and then go to Toronto. The whole Pat Roddy was big on that. You know, we don't. We fly there as a team. We come back as a team. Type mm-hmm. of type of deal. And for and for it to be that type of situation, not just on some, my boys in town. I want to kick it. Right. That's where it's like, come on, man. I look at it from a perspective of. At first, I heard I was like, "Damn, Phil, really, bro? Like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying you in the '60s, you was with the Knicks. You was." You was out there protesting. In the 60s. You was out there. <laughs> yeah, let's think like, about that just for yeah. a second. <laughs> you was out there in the 60s, you know what I'm saying? You've been a voice for change for a lot of different causes and reasons. You know, master of Zen and all this type of stuff. But then I thought further into the comments, I was like, well, it's not racially motivated. It's age motivated. Yeah. He looks at them as kids playing right. like they businessmen. Yeah. But, Phil, you got to think about it, man. I can't just say, wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm an NBA agent. 
You got to go to school for this. You got to be certified from the players' union and the league office itself. Right. And that's probably like getting an FBI clearance. Yes. Selfishly, (laughs) you got to think about it like this. I'm going to have to deal with clutch sports at some point because they're getting more and more athletes on their roster. So you got to deal with them in contract talks. You got to deal with them in trade uh, possibilities. And, and here's the capper. One of his best friends is your best player. <laughs> right. That's crazy, right? And that's where, because he was reading about how, or I read, or I was, I was reading about how he, um, he, he doesn't like the whole having to be involved in all the emails and all the backside of being a VP of a team. Mm-mm. So like he was talking about how a lot of times he'd be deleting emails and then he could like selectively read the ones that he wants to read. You like I, Hillary, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it's like you got to be involved in all of it. And, yeah, man. And, and and like you said, you have to know your your players and know what you're talking about as far as like you've been around long enough to know that that like there was a different way to say that mm-hmm. to where it wouldn't have even been blown up like this. And now when LeBron and them kind of blew it up with the race, I I, I get it. With the whole how everything is, the tension mm-hmm. in the atmosphere right now, but I don't think it was necessarily race motivated. I just think he took the term "group of guys" and used it into a posse and in like a poor choice of words. Yeah, like he really. I don't think he meant like I don't think I don't think Phil Jackson's a racist. No, put it I, like I that. definitely <laughs> don't think that. But the funny shit is. When the last time you heard the word possible? Yeah. <laughs> Sir Mix a Lot, maybe? Sir Mix a Lot and uh, Mario Van Peoples had the movie Posse with uh, Big Daddy Kane in it. Yeah. That, that would make me feel amazing if, if one person I saw struggling, I paid for their rent for a year and got their life kind of you know kicking the butt. Like mm-hmm. that, would, that would feel dope yeah. to do that for anybody. Mm-hmm. That's the part. Like people don't have that in them. Like, we used to like we grew up with like when we grew up as kids it just seemed different like we yeah. we say that all the time about a million subjects but it's like it is different because people ain't caring about people the same <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that i got a real good friend he he thinks like that too where he is he's a busy guy he's he flies in and out of town constantly for work and he's really not a people person but he cares about people in general. And me and him talked about this before where, you know, with the radio station, I donate my time and with food drives and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I ain't got time for that, man. And I don't like all that mushy stuff, like people crying and people coming to take pictures. Like, that's not me. I don't want none of that. It's like, I'll donate some money and that's it. I don't want nothing to do with none of the, Right. The publicity about doing it. I don't want no pictures taken. I don't want to shake no hands. Yeah, I don't want to meet the people. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. It's like, I was like, so if you were, because uh, he played college football, I was like, so if you made it to the NFL and they, you know, they do the charities at the hospitals and go see kids in the cancer unit, it's like, hell no. It's like, I don't want to see that shit. That shit too fucking depressing. Send me a bill. I'll pay a bill. Like, I don't want to, it's like when we had to do it when I was in school, I hate, hated doing it then. I won't do that shit now. Yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll chip in. I'll put some money on it. But I was like, so is it that you just don't like the feeling of it or you don't like anything, all the extra shit that comes with it? It's like, I don't like neither. I don't like looking at the sad shit. 
I don't like having to deal with it. So here's my portion, and I can't I can't knock it. Yeah, because somebody has a somebody has to financially fund the shit. It can't just be all a bunch of quote unquote good citizen coming down, putting in a couple hours a weekend. Like, oh, we're gonna help make things better. At some point, there's gonna need to be some money behind stuff. Yeah, and and, and then just to keep it simple, I mean, everybody kind of has to play their part. Like everybody can't be the chief. We need some Indians too. Yeah. Everybody can't be the boss. You need some workers. You know, like you people just don't. Everybody can't be a paramedic and deal with blood. Like certain things, people just won't deal with. My 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 uh, daughter, my newborn has an appointment next week. Mm-hmm. Getting more shots. My wife, like, really can't deal with her child getting shots. So she like makes me go, ask my mom to go, like do anything for her to be able to step out that room during that portion because she can't deal with it. Mm. So it's like if you're looking on that level, people just don't like to deal with certain stuff. Yeah. And if you got the the means to donate, I mean, obviously money makes the world go around. That's a fact. That's just as important as somebody shaking a hand and saying thank you. You know, so you got to have the money to be able to do the stuff. So I can't. You can't knock somebody for just knowing themselves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and, that, and that's basically what it came down to when him and our discussion is like, man, it's like it's not my way, but somebody got to pay for it. Eventually, it's yeah. gonna get back to money. Yeah, and I'm in a position where I got some money. In here, exactly. And it's like, <laughs> and he sold about his money, and I could write off my taxes because <laughs> <laughs> he's about his bread. Shouts out to the homie, man. Put my name in the remarks section of the thank yous and call it a day. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about something because I, I look at myself a little bit different. I really haven't had too many jobs. I have friends that's had so many jobs, and now that we're grown men, it's I don't look at it as what I do as a job. I look at it as my career. But growing up, I think I had one, two, three. I only had four jobs before I got into my career. I had one, two, three. Really? Three before I went to the Army. Wow. And I went to the Army at 19. So these were like high school, you know, after work. Summer job, stuff like that. So I had homies that went from McDonald's to Burger King to Arby's, like the fast food champions, dude. They would be there for a couple months, get fired for eating fries on the job, go to the <laughs> next joint. So I got dudes that then had over 10 jobs, man, Yeah, before they even got into their career. And even when they were in their career, they didn't job hopped a lot. Not knocking it or whatever, just curious, man. What was your favorite job before Man. you got to your career? It's really two different folds. So two of the three jobs I had were my favorite jobs. Um, one, my, my first job, I was 14 and got hired at the local golf course. Large Tree is a Troutwood golf course. It's closed now, but I was just getting into golf and, mm-hmm. and being just, I was enjoying it. So to be able to work at a golf course where I could play for free, so I could work in the morning, be off at three, and be on the tee box at three ten, playing the rest of the until the sun went down, every day for free. Damn. So that was you know, and my only job was to go in the golf cart to the parking lot when people pulled up, ask they want to ride to the you know to the where you pay, and they would tip you. That that was it, and I helped out like with the picking up the range balls and the driving range and just helping out around the golf course. But that was a dope job. Okay. So as a kid, that was dope. But as a young adult, when I always use the term when 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 your dick start working, <laughs> when, when when life starts getting a little a little interesting, a little fun, 
it was nice to have some money. Yeah. And after high school, all my friends went to college. You know, I, I was still chasing chicks and just living that life. <laughs> and I got a job as an assistant manager at the Salem Mall at a jewelry store. Now, the Salem Mall was on. Bling, bling. Salem Mall was rounding third and headed home. It was on its way <laughs> out of the game. So it was only about a year and a half. That's turned into the shoe mall. Yeah. Because I would drive all the way out there from Wright State to pick up Jordans. <laughs> but but that, that job, man, I'm telling you. It was a it, it was it was a dope job on on two fronts. One, I was assistant manager at like eighteen years old. Like they just <laughs> hired me straight as an assistant manager with no experience, but I had the title. Yeah. So I was had my little team and employees that were all older than me, telling them I need you to you know go on lunch now. I need you know like I'm I'm running shop when the, when the boss ain't there. So that was fun. And then on a not so uh, politically correct. Topic, but it was the first time that I was really getting money. I was hustling the job. Okay. They had, so long story short, the, the jewelry store was called CH Rao. It was the glass jewelry store at the top of the food court on the corner. They had got bought out by Samuel's Jewelers. Okay. Samuel's Jewelers never came and cleaned out CH Rao's jewelry. So all that jewelry from that store was just Ooh. in a tub, right? I'm talking. If I I look back all the time, like if I had any inkling of like what I was gonna be like in my thirties, <laughs> man, I I could be so laced out. It's like it saddens me. They had all these watches, they had chains, engagement rings, no, hair and bones. Chain, boy. <laughs> I mean, you talking about everything, and no one was keeping tabs on this jewelry. So now that the statute of limitations is over, I can yeah. share this with you. But me and a homie. Was uh had had a deal worked out with a local pawn shop. We was feeding them this jewelry and they was feeding <laughs> us cash. And when I tell you, we I was like that term, we, <laughs> we was balling out. I'm telling you, if we would have even had an inkling of what life was gonna be like, maybe would have kept a couple of them diamonds. Man, I'm telling you, because and it was so modest. Like what we was doing wasn't even like crazy, but it was getting us so much. That it would last at that time, you would be balling for three, four weeks, Ooh. and you just re up again. And it was, but if you were thinking about it, you could have did that every day. Like you were so modest, but it was a imagine a tub like that you would move with, mm-hmm. packed with jewelry that ain't been touched in a year. Like no one knows how much is in there, right? Ain't nobody. I was assistant manager. I knew he wasn't counting the shit. Oh, so it wasn't no inventory. Wasn't <laughs> no, no, it was just catalog. in our like, safe. All right, where's the. 13-inch gold chain. When the mall closed, Samuel's Jewelers came to get their jewelry. Mm-hmm. And they was like, what's this? And this is like, this is the old store's jewelry. She opens it up. And we'll just send this in to get melted, too. So in like 20 minutes, she goes, I'm taking an hour lunch. And when I come back, we're going to start loading this stuff up, including the jewelry that no one knows what's in it. I'll be gone for an hour. Like She was pretty clear on the wow. fact of, like, if you want something, get it while I'm gone, because... Whatever's left, we sending back. Wow. I grabbed my watch. Huh? I could I could have grabbed like three hundred pieces of jewelry. Like I could have cleaned house. Look, shorty. <laughs> like that's that's where the young, you know, when you're eighteen, nineteen, all you're like, thinking about is set me up. Right, you're thinking about like all that and the fact of, man, I got so much of it already. Like I'm Ooh. only I'm I'm only going to Tiffany's on Tuesday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't need that much to be stunting, but. Looking back, it's like, damn. 
But yeah, that was those, those are my two okay. fun jobs, man. I so. got two then too, man. Even though it's only four <laughs> jobs for me, man. Definitely, um, I'll go in reverse. The most beneficial job I've ever had was working at the library right state for so many reasons. It was uh I was working <laughs> I worked at Lowe's with my homie Kenny Madison for about two weeks <laughs> over summer, like in between the little had like a little break before summer school started. So I was working there right before summer school started at Wright State. And we was working at loading lumber, uh mulch in the people's cars. Two weeks in, shut the deuces. My boy K Loke was like, I'm he we both was working. He's like, man, I'm going back to Youngstown for the summer. I can't do this shit. And I'm like, man, I'm already enrolled for uh summer classes. I got I'm st- I gotta stay. I gotta have some money. I can't be down here broke. Man, I went to financial aid office, talked to the lady, like, yo, I need a job and I need a job now. Something <laughs> on campus. She's like, uh, we got th- we got the cafeteria, we got the library. I was like, library sounds like less work. <laughs> yeah. Give me that library. <laughs> Hit them at Lowe's with the like, I ain't coming back tomorrow. <laughs> got my check and chucked the deuces. Was working at the library, man. It was so beneficial for me on so many fronts. It really got me focused on my schoolwork because when you work in a job, your time shrinks. Yeah. You don't have time to fuck around right. and chase girls and go play basketball to God knows what time. Right. You know, it really like, yo, man, I got to knock out this work. And then, so my grades started going up. And also, back then, it was a, a system called Ohio Link where all the schools in Ohio were linked to one service. So when we get our syllabus for the school year, what I would do is, all right, we need this book, this book, this book. And what everybody was really doing is trying to get the Ohio link system going to get the book from uh, Bowling Green or from Ohio State and get it sent to us for the school year so they wouldn't have to go buy the book from the bookstore for $120. Right. So being that I worked that's, in the library. That's the most <laughs> packed. Anyway, that system is so crazy. Yeah, it's some fucking <laughs> bullshit. So... What I would do, and since I worked at the library, if somebody beat me to the punch, no, you didn't. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thought you did. No, you didn't. I don't so have to get I, up in the morning and yeah, chase this. I, yeah, I'll I'm, fix I'm, it when I'll I get, get my <laughs> syllabus, get straight to the computer, look up the book. Nope, you, you're you not getting that. <laughs> I, but I would hook them up. I was like, oh, man, we're supposed to be using uh, edition number five. Well, you're going to get edition number four. I'm getting edition number five. So I would get all my books sent through. Ohio Link system, free 99 because, you know, yeah. getting paid. And the guy that I work with, I can't remember his name. Ed, that's his name. He was so fucking cool. I would work from uh, 5 to 10 every day. 5 to 10, Monday through Friday and, and on Sundays. And Ed would be like, yo, if you put away that uh, cart of books, if you got some work to do, go handle it. I'll hold everything down for you. Dope. So I was getting paid to study, <laughs> yeah, research to, to papers, do your work do in a quiet work. atmosphere, get it done, yeah, without any hazies. And plus, plus, like I'm at a different level, a chick there. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Cam, like I didn't know you work here. So it was just like an avenue, just like man, like I should have got this job from the jump. This shit is crazy. <laughs> like I think about all the years that I was actually wasting 
money on books that I was never fucking reading. Right. <laughs> now that money got pocketed. Pocket. Sitting pretty. <laughs> that was the most beneficial job. But the job that really I love the most was uh, I was in high school, especially people from Cleveland know about this place. It's called Oakwood Country Club. It's in Cleveland Heights. It was actually a Jewish country club that I worked at. Actually, my brother worked there uh, when he was in high school and while he was a little bit in college. So by the time I got to high school, I was like, man, I need a job, job paying money. And at that time, I can't remember what minimum wage was, but all I know is I was 16 years old making $9 an hour. Right, it was probably like five fifteen, yeah. something like that, so, four seventy five. <laughs> and <laughs> the place is now closed or whatever. It's like a big ass Walmart in a parking lot now. But they their labor laws up there were probably so fucked up because I was I would be working like over eighty hours a week, and so what they would do is uh cap me on my paycheck at like about seventy hours, roll that shit over. So I was my paychecks kept getting rolled over so much because I was working so many hours because it was, it was a summertime. They would have weddings. They would have Fourth of July parties. It was just like I literally when I came to the right state, I had more money in my savings account <laughs> then than I do now as a grown ass yeah. man. Like I had so much fucking money. I, it was ridiculous. And then when I would go back and work over the summer. I will make so much bread. And I, you got to think about it. This is a country club. They got a swimming pool. They yeah. got a basketball court there. You know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of high schools, kids working there and from different schools. Like and and had, a few of them tip well. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> and we weren't because since we made such a high wage, we weren't allowed uh, to accept tips. And But we will always accept tips. Right. If somebody hand you some money, you take it. <laughs> right. And and also one met one of my best friends there, Kiana. She lives down in Georgia now. Still cool with her to this day. And just the you know what I'm saying whatever I talk to her about stuff that we used to do up there and just how we used to grease the system. Like, hey, hit somebody up like, yo, I'm running like punch me in. Right. <laughs> like, yo, I need every hour. <laughs> it's like or get there like somebody get there at nine. Like, oh, I'm gonna punch so and so in. Fuck, I'm gonna punch so and so in. Yeah. We was out there policing the game. <laughs> I'm talking about like 16, 17 years old coming home with $1,500 checks. Yeah. <laughs> and blowing living. it. Right. In the 90s, though. Yeah. That's the kick. 96, 97. Gas a dollar nine. If that. You could tell me shit. I was like, oh, man. He'll figure to the socks. I was out here balling on him, boy. Yeah. You couldn't tell me shit back then, boy. Man. Hard, I, ain't, I ain't strange to hard work, man. man. That's for sure, for sure. I had one of them two week jobs, man, where right after high school we worked at FedEx, me and my dude, and we was doing night shift. And it was so much work loading them trucks up, them FedEx trucks off that belt all night. We didn't make it two weeks, bro. They was having, they was having a party at the hot spot, this little club Ooh, in Huber Heights. Yes, <laughs> they was having a party there. We straight called in, like, we broke down on the, we, this is how much we did. We pulled over on the highway to call in to say we broke down on the highway and not gonna make it in. And our manager says, Where you at? I'll come get you. Wow. We told him we was on seventy, like and we was on seventy five down by downtown and we told him we was on seventy, like Brookville. You know, <laughs> like sent him way out of nowhere and it wow. just never went back. 
that's how we quit our job. So, hey man, shout to my like homie that. Jamil, man. We <laughs> we quit that job pretty gangster. We man. never got that last check though, cause we were scared to go up there and get it. Fuck them, fuck them. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't with that that lifting boxes shit, man. Yeah, that was I, some labor. <laughs> it is that time. Uh oh, top five. The he keeps asking me to give him a high five. High five. I'm gonna give you to the count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Production value at an all time high, man. Yeah, man. Okay. I put some thought into this one. Me, this is this is definitely the hardest one of all time. <laughs> Shouts out to DJ OPZ showing love on the top five. And Absolutely, pod, man. So this week's top five. Slow jams. Yo, top five. Top five must play slow jams. Guaranteed. Guaranteed to go down. If you play in these joints and she don't give you none, she don't like you at all. Exactly. Now, I wanted to ask you before we jump into this top five, man. You are a DJ. Yeah, man. What the fuck happened to the slow jam segment at the club? So, I'm going to be honest. I probably... We'll say 30 to 40% of my nights that I would do in a club, I still try to throw in some slow jams. But nowadays, people ain't really like, you ain't been eyeing that chick all night, wondering about her, wanting to get to know her, waiting for the slow jam to come on so you can take her to the floor, have her do the, I call it the slow slow hula hoop around (laughs) you. You know, like the how we used to dance back in the day. Like, Cassius ain't really doing that. Cats is still wanting to get that last future, that last <laughs> meek, that last turn up before it's over. Yeah. Because people ain't really, like, dancing and getting no people. They already walked in, like, there she go. That's so-and-so from Snap. I saw her last night turn. You know, like, you, <laughs> you already did your research. You know, yeah. you know who the person is before you go meet them. You just got to say hello. And even then... Cats ain't really just on that. Like, let's go dance. Like, when last time you told a chick, let's go dance. Like, <laughs> cats just don't do that. So, people want to hear them, but the same amount of people that want to hear them are the ones. There's another batch of people that come up to you, like, bruh, we ain't ready for that, man. Play, play so and so. We're trying to get that Niggas last. Two o'clock yeah. Exactly. Like, Niggas don't need alley oops no more. They don't want them. I still, I still gonna put on some slow jams at some point in my set. Cause that's what I feel like. That's why I feel like I can't lose. Mm-hmm. I I can talk so much shit on the mic, and every time I play, I'm gonna get the oh, cause it's gonna be a classic. So it's like you can't lose at that point. And then chicks like slow jams. Yes, they do. And no, no matter what your situation is, everybody likes to get their back rubbed a little bit from time <laughs> to time to to feel like yeah, I I, I did that. You know, yeah. I did something. So when you see a group of chicks that's out there getting it. And it's because you playing the songs, and it's like, and you know you playing songs that's getting them on they, on that track of mind where they, <laughs> they ready to get their freak on. It's like, Girl, yeah, give me another shot of Patron. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I did that. <laughs> Follow your boy. <laughs> yeah, man, we gotta we gotta bring that back. We gotta bring slow jazz back. Yeah, man. definitely, definitely. Who went first last week, me or you? I think I did. Okay, all right. And this is in order too. Oh, and. It was hard to stay at five. So and I yeah. got some got some ones that need I, to be yeah, discussed. Definitely, too. definitely. Okay. I know we're gonna have one. I'm banking on at least one. We're gonna have the same. Okay. Maybe two. I'm a little off the I'm a little off the radar. A little bit. A little okay. bit. A little bit. A little bit. 
shy if I ever fall in love. Excellent choice. Nigga, that acapella, nigga. That was that was in my uh, group of discussions. That acapella, my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't even remember what year that came out. I think I was in middle school, dog. I want to say I was in middle school when that joint came out, man. And the motherfucking dances. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> like, like, you got to find the right girl to dance with on some of these songs. Some of these Absolutely. songs is just like, all right, it don't matter. But if you if you dance to a, with a girl to, to that, yeah. that means something. Yes. That means you're trying to get her phone number. Yes. I mean, you're trying to meet her underneath the bleachers later on. <laughs> nah, I mean. That was definitely in my in my three for discussion because I had eight. I, you know, I stayed with getting eight. You, tell you, <laughs> you say five, that means eight to me because I can't just pick five. So that, that was in my bottom three. Okay. All right, number four. Drew Hill, Beauty, with a case on it. The remix. Okay. Yeah, it's very important that I indicate the remix. <laughs> yeah. Now, That's that quality. Right there, That's man. quality. That that one right there. I was actually working at the country club first time I heard this joint. Uh, we had a big-ass stereo system in there, and uh, somebody brought a CD. Yeah. <laughs> a compact disc, if you will. And they played it over there. I was like, what's this? <laughs> oh, this is the shit. Right. Oh, yeah, next party I go to, they got to play this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a joint. And what list wouldn't be complete without a Jodeci joint? Oh, this might this might be the one. I am uh, a big fan of every Jodeci record and album there ever was. But okay, for the slow jams, I gotta go with Stay. Okay, yeah, I have a different one, but okay, okay, that, you know, like you said, you can't lose with Jodeci. Yeah, you can't you lose with Jodeci. Alco- alcohol after one o'clock in Jodeci. If you are any type of Swagged out individual, you should be locked in. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> and what another slow jam list could not go on without a Kales track. Gotta have a Kales. Gotta have a Kales. Mm-hmm. Bump and grind. Remix. Remix. Got to have the remix. <laughs> the regular one is classic, but the remix, man. Yeah. I'm a big remix guy, man. <laughs> and that, and as you see, this is 90s shit, and that's a lot of remix. Yeah. And number one. Number one slow jam for you. Number one slow jam. We going back. Top five. Way back. The Isley Brothers between the sheets. Hey, classic material. That's in my bottom three as well. If you do not succeed with one of these five songs, it's just something wrong with you, bro. Gotta she be. just don't like you, man. Gotta be. Gotta be. So 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 that's definitely we gotta Clap that up yeah, for that yeah, list. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and everybody, you can take those five songs, put them on a discette, you know what I'm saying, when your lady get home and play them, <laughs> and, and you will succeed. Yeah, we're going to take care of you this evening. <laughs> we're going to have you right. So since you since you took two of my bottom three, okay. I'm going to go ahead and start with my number six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my number six that didn't make the list was Poetic Justice from Janet Jackson. Ooh. That thing right there, <laughs> you uh, you put that thing on. I'm telling you, you're pretty much locked in. So my other two, you you called out. So we we don't start with that one. So number five for me, okay. and this is in order as well. Number five for me is Flow a Tree Say Yes. Ah, that's in my bottom three. <laughs> that was number seven for me. That Flow a Tree Say Yes. I'm telling you, fellas, this this list ain't about us. <laughs> it's about them. And and that and that works for them. Ooh, 
that's a smoke. Take it right from there. someone who who got three kids and was in the army. You <laughs> like do, I text you, you bro, do the math. <laughs> when, when we was coming out with the sweet top five, I hit you. I was like, look, man, don't be making no more babies. <laughs> making this list, man. <laughs> so that's definitely my five. Number four for me. Um, it's only four because of the other three have more sentimental value. Okay. Than this one, but this was probably my first. Like it was between this and a high five joint, but the high Ooh. five joints, I, I kind of left alone. Them, them sacred, them like you know, like a little personal stash. Like this was sacred to me, so instead of high five, I went with. You ready? <laughs> I went with Ludacris. I'm sorry, color me bad, sex you up. Okay, okay. So, color me bad, sex you up is a song that still works in the clubs today. Mm-hmm. I, I can still squeeze that in late. In every genre, too. Yes, yes. People rock with that song. Yes. In yes. most weddings, in most events I do, I can get that off. Number three, I kind of gave y'all a little hint. Number three is that Lovers and Friends, man. Okay. That Lovers and Friends. That Usher, Luda, yeah, Usher, Luda, 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 yeah. Little John. That that uh was in the height of my military sluttings. <laughs> I was definitely out in the streets at that time. Slut season. <laughs> that was a, definitely a rotation song that uh, worked. Okay. Definitely a classic for me. Now, the top two, of course, we've already discussed. No list is complete without Kales, and no list is complete without Jodas. Okay, okay. So my number two is that feeling on your booty. <laughs> it was actually most of that TP2 album. Absolutely. But we'll just stick with the feeling on your booty just because it, you know, classic material right there. Must have. Freeman. <laughs> and number one stories for me. Stories on stories on that one. <laughs> this song, I do, I know I play at most gigs. It still is an amazing track to me. It's that Come and Talk to Me remix. Yeah! Keyword remix. Keyword remix. <laughs> the regular song is cool. The, 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 slow, the slow down, almost chopped and screwed. Like, those are cool. But the remixed version of Come and Talk to Me still works in the club. Still is probably my favorite R&B song of all time. Man. So. Some monsters out there. Yeah. Some slept on joints. I also had the floor she say yes or slept on joint. But uh, TLC, Red Light Special, also for me. That, that always gets slept on. And that's one of them songs for me as a DJ. When I'm like in that zone, I'll be wanting to play it. But then it's like something else catch your eye. And it's like, hold on. And I always forget to go back to it. Chicks love that record. They man. do. Chicks love that. They because you know why chicks love it? Because of the video too. Yeah, it's a it's a element of visual that goes with it, and you know in the video, you know what I'm saying they taking control of the. Is thing, that the lingerie you know, joint? Yeah, they, no, no, that's the one. Uh, they playing co- strip poker. And okay, all that yeah, shit. yeah. The so, yeah. the lingerie joint was the first nip slip I ever saw on yeah, TV. Yeah, uh, creep video. Yes, I was I paused the, that. Many I was times. the kid that. <laughs> That had the slow mo VCR joint that just came out, so I was able to catch that moment when the wind took a little too far and just savor that moment. That was me. I, I, I was that kid. Yeah, man. Definitely was that kid. Absolutely, man. So those are ten slow jams out there. Quality slow jams too. Absolutely, Quality. man. The Ozzy Brothers is a good call. Yeah, man. Gotta have the Ozzy Brothers on there, man. I mean that just that beat, dog. Yeah, and. and and no matter what age bracket you grew up in, whether you even if you're in your twenties, your, your your parents mm-hmm. or your grandparents done threw that on one morning when you spent the night at grandma's house. Like you've heard that song through mm-hmm. your life, and it's something about that song that just puts you in a like, 
Bettering Union two-step spirit. Yeah. Like, when you just feeling good. Yeah, like, that's man. classic. And what I've noticed about our list, man, we got three remixes on there. Yeah. So the question is, before we wrap up, man, what the fuck happened to the remix? <sighs> it, it just started featuring everybody. Like, it's, it's just, that be the hit now. It, it ain't even no point of remixing it. It's just Rick Ross featuring... Ty Dollar featuring, feature, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. the the list goes on and on to where you, I have this problem so much as a DJ, man, because like there'll be a, a wave in the summer where, you know, we can just, we'll say a Kendrick song mm-hmm. that was just banging, you know, and then a remix to come out or a, a song with a whole different lineup come out and then that song catch it to where that's becoming the the norm mm-hmm. so you got all these songs on your computer that you holding on to for like i can't delete it because i might be in a, in a in a in a in a kendrick spirit where i need to run through some joints mm-hmm. but then i'm like i'm not pl- i have a song in there that i ain't played in so long and it's like you right, hold like, just holding that space like the young <laughs> ma ooh joint yeah like they got the 50 remix they got the and, Jim and, Jones and, and you hear you you hear that more now than you do just the regular joint yeah you got the uh shoot fab got a joint so it's so many but for people that don't know what a remix is because you know what i'm saying we have people listening that don't know what we talking about remix yeah. like a remix especially in the 90s you know puff claim even invented the remix you know what i'm saying right. but it was so many producers Doing remixes, you had uh, Jermaine Dupri doing remixes. Obviously, Puff did remixes. Uh, DJ Pooh did remixes. Like it'd be basically a totally new song. Exactly. It, the only same thing about it would be the title. Yep. You know what I'm saying? New. You beat. might you might got a hook. Yeah. But new versus new beat. New. That's versus how I look at remixes. Beat. It's from a that totally era. new song. Yeah. So for everybody, go listen to. Uh, bump and grind the original version off the 12 play album then listen to the remix yeah go listen to uh come and talk to me regular version and then the remix you will hear a completely different song exactly and it's almost where like for instance that particular come and talk to me remix if i play the regular come and talk to me people will be like Hey, put on that remix one. Put <laughs> yeah. like like they want they don't even want to hear that no more because the remix done got so you know meant so much more to them. Yeah, man. Got got heavier on them. So yeah, we need to we, we need might remix yeah we might, I might need to do a little man. remix compilation. My, probably my favorite uh, remix of all time though. Ooh man, let me think about that before I, before I lie to myself. <laughs> it, it might be. I'm still waiting. Remix Jodeci. Mm-hmm. This is for the Jeep. Strictly yeah. for the Jeep. It yeah. might be that. Or what's the scenario remix, maybe? Uh what's another that one? That was in my you know, that's 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 where I was leaning because you know that was in my list last week. Ooh. The scenario remixes. Man, scenario remixes is a monster. That changed my life. Yeah, my bro- <laughs> my brother is one of those people that like uh the remix scenario remakes better than the original i i still do like the original better but uh kid hood verse on there is is nasty man. yeah very nasty yeah send us your top fives man we appreciate big brother opz yes sir he definitely sends his in so make sure y'all take a little second you know you can tweet us however you want to get it across we got the you can't make this up podcast at gmail absolutely you got the at one kev nash at dj underscore killer with the a underscore kev 
Send us your top fives, man. We would love to hear your top five slogan. I know I will. I got some gigs yeah. coming up where it's grown. <laughs> I got a couple of gigs that I know that last 45 minutes is going to mean everything. <laughs> yes, sir. Shout so. out to the homie Cam down there in Cincinnati listening. Send us your top five, man. And also because it may be some joints on here that we ain't even think about. Yeah. Give me some motivation for later. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> I definitely uh, went to bed last night with the... With the slow jam p- playlist on shuffle, <laughs> just trying to. But I see, I, I'm the person I can't even sleep like that, cause I'm like tuning it on, like I'm just gonna hear something and be like, yeah, man. Every song I'm listening to, I'm like trying to fall asleep and I'm like humming it, <laughs> singing along with it to the point where like now I don't woke myself up. I'm sitting up, rocking with it, yeah. like. Like, I can't listen to music going to bed because it, it, it's too powerful in my life. Yeah, man. Quick, <laughs> one last quick story. So as I was trying to make my top five, I went and dug out my CD booklet from the garage. And I don't notice I don't have a CD player in the house. I have a CD player in the car, and I have a DVD player in the house. Yeah. So instead of sitting in the car, <laughs> I was sitting on the, <laughs> on the floor <laughs> with the DVD player player. Skipping through tracks, trying to find like, all right, was was it this one? Was it this one? <laughs> Going through tracks, man. So yeah. <laughs> no more CD players in the house, man. I, yeah, I just found that out this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's funny because my uh, my kids, they my mom had this old boombox that was probably mine or whoever's, and they wanted it, mm-hmm. and it has like the little tape deck. It's old, like the tape deck, the CD, all that, and they listen to more the radio than anything else. But I was looking at that like, man, I got tapes. That I could put in there, but they have no clue what a tape is. Oh, man. They have no clue what it was like to press record and play at the same time. <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta be quick on the draw when they joint come on the radio, man. Yeah, they have the, the certain things that we grew up with and certain technologies that's just like, man. Yeah, Even man. the whole little new Nintendo thing I saw that people was getting these new Nintendo came out with the like retro yeah. kit, and it's like, I, I still got. Nintendo games yeah. that I know you're going to have to blow in for five minutes before they're going to play. Yeah, with some rubbing alcohol. <laughs> yeah, man. No. And uh, somebody told me that um, Contra on there, you can't use the 30-man uh, code. What? No, up, up, down, down? Left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start. <laughs> That's grounds to return that shit. Exactly. <laughs> that, what, what, what you playing it for? <laughs> if you can't use the code, what, you on the Mike Tyson, you ain't going to be able to use the cheat code to get straight to Tyson? <laughs> now, if that's true, Nintendo, y'all need to send people a refund if you can't use the 30-man code because you're not clearing Contra just with five dudes. No. <laughs> and, and I almost think back to, like, who even, like, how did that even get to the masses? Right. Back in our day. Right. Like, that's hashtag material. Yeah, that's Always like. <laughs> starts as a rumor, man. Until you tried it and it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I got a Wii at the crib that I hacked that I have old school Nintendo games on so when that joint was about to come out I got hyped before a second but I was like oh yeah I already hacked my Wii so I already got yeah. them games it's on the delay because you know the wireless remote so you gotta be a little quicker on yeah. the trigger or whatever but uh yeah no no cheat code for Contra man that's yeah man shout to week 34 34 up in the books bars man. and beyond what up yeah Jim City Pie we appreciate you Izzy what up